Hey friends, welcome to episode 13 of Something Borrowed with me, Harry Baker. I get a different guest each week to share something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. And this week's guest is the fantastic Helen Seymour. It feels tricky, uh, these episodes. They feel like children, you know, it's hard to pick a favourite. But I will say this, I loved every single second of this. You were in for a real treat. So I will drop you in after the theme tune with my very special something old. And it just carries on being a lovely time for all. Bye. Something borrowed by Harry Baker to all of my friends who are watching right now. Thank you so much for being here. I'm in a good mood and you can't guarantee that these days. My something old is from August the 13th, 2009 from my debut album as a 17-year-old under the rap alias of Dub, and it is a song called Be Yourself that my friend Sam reminded me of this week. And I found this album online, and I thought, you know what, this would be like a funny thing to listen back to and laugh at how sort of naive I was back then. And you know what, not much has changed. So either... I was a teenage genius, or I've not developed my craft very well. But I would like to perform that rap for you. And just to really show that it is party time, I'm going to do that with my new toy, which is, oh my gosh, it's a guitar. It's a keyboard. It's a guitar. I can stand up and play like I'm in a glam rock band. So I'm going to try and rap and play keyboard at the same time a skill that I never had and therefore I have never been able to lose. But this is uh, Be Yourself and a little backstory to this song. This is the reason why I got into medical school. Uh, I had to do an interview and most of my personal statement was about how much I love medicine despite having never done it. And then at the end, you were allowed to sort of have a bit of personality. And I said, oh, also I've recently got into sort of rapping and I like being on stage, makes me feel like myself and the two sort of elderly women on the panel at the end of the interview said would you do a rap for us and I thought what's the most wholesome rap I can I can do and this is at Bristol University where I later got in and did not study medicine at all did maths but I would just like to share that with you so hopefully you can hear this oh hello so this is called be yourself and it's pretty powerful I'll, I'll let it speak for itself, maybe do a sort of commentary afterwards. Um, but it goes like this. Essentially, I wanted to use lots of names and I could only think of names of people in my year and that got me in lots of trouble, specifically with Hope and Sarah, as you will find out. I look around to see Charlie, who wants to be like Dave. Dave's taking tips from Jeremy on how to behave. Jerry's trying to be like Thomas. Tom's aiming to be Craig. Craig copies Johnny, Jack and Bill, who are trying to be like James, Hannah's. Oh, a wannabe, she wants to be like Jane and Eve and Scarlet's turning emerald as she sees Beth with Steve, hopes hopeless, trying to be unfaithful like Faith and Joy's unhappy because she wishes she was Grace, Grace, Grace to the chorus. Just be yourself because there's something only you can be. There's something special about you that other people will see. Be yourself, something only you can do. Six billion people in this world and only ones like you. Just be yourself, unique. That's the way it's meant to be. Your individuality is what makes up your identity. Stop pretending, show what's really there. Because the ones that care don't matter, ones that matter do not care. Just be yourself. <laughs> Just be yourself, y'all. When I get better the keytar, imagine this solo. First two. Ed didn't use his head. He listened to his mates instead. 
Now he's gone so far with Sophie, because that's what Simon says. Krios feels, insecu- feels insecure, he puts up a false front. He's trying to be frank, and not as in blunt. Holly, Jem and Ellie act like they see on the telly. Everything they do and say has been said and done already. Everyone's trying to be everyone else, and they'll get so confused that if you line them up and you were new, then you would not know who was who. So be yourself, because there's something only you can be. There's something special about you that other people see. Be yourself, there's something only you can do. Six billion people in this world and only ones like you. Be yourself, you're unique. That's the way it's meant to be. Your individuality is what makes up your identity. Stop pretending, show it's really there. Because the ones that care the matter, ones that matter, do not care. Just be yourself. Be yourself. That sounds like clocks. Be yourself. Yeah, be yourself, James Kylie. Sarah's got an image to her name, puts this image in a frame. Now she can't see the bigger picture, and it's a shame, because she changes. She's desperately trying to please, editing character depending on her different company. Trying to be something of everyone, makes you a whole lot of no one. It's obvious to us all, you're just trying to put a show on. But you still don't realise, you're caught up in these real lies. So lost you can't remember what yourself even feels like. What does it feel like? To be yourself, because there's something only you can be. There's something special about you that other people will see. Be yourself, there's something only you can do. Six billion people in this world and only ones like you. Be yourself, you're unique. That's the way it's meant to be. Your individuality is what makes you your identity. Stop pretending, show us really there. Because the ones that care don't matter is the mad. You know, care, just be yourself, y'all. Thank you very much. I just need a moment to recover. Uh, I think now is the perfect time to bring on my guest. Uh, Helen Seymour is the name that came up the most, along with uh, Neelam Saradia Braley, who is watching and who is a previous guest, as local acts in the Kent area that I should think of when I was looking for Speakeasy. And both of them are amazing. And I've seen Helen perform once and I want to be her best friend. So this is going to be how I do it. So I'm going to add her to the thing now where we all just sort of dwell on how we can be ourselves in in our lives. It's Helen Seymour. It's me. Hi. How are you? The vibe is strong. That was incredible. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pumped. I've got one of Aldi's finest craft beers. My... I've got the Yes. I, um, housemate did my hair long ago enough that it started to grow back. So it's all feeling good. How are you? How's your tea? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. How are you? I'm, I'm feeling good. I was speaking to someone saying how if I'm happy, I feel a bit bad because I feel like I shouldn't be happy at the moment. And then if I'm sad, I feel like I'm being a bit indulgent because there's other people who have more things to be sad about. And they said, don't let don't let it steal your joy, whatever it is, th- oh, these current good. times. So I'm not letting it. I've got a guitar. I'm feeling the joy. I'm I mean, you to seem you. to be doing very well. Yeah, today is a good day. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see when I crash. Um, <laughs> would you like to share something else for, for yeah. the fans? Yes. This one is called um, The Woolly Mammoth that I wrote a long time ago. And I read it at my 
friend's wedding which was really nice she asked me to because before that the only memory I had of it was when I did it in a pub in Canterbury and I forgot the words and I didn't have them with me and I just was in the middle of doing it and then I just had to go oh no what and then I asked the audience I went what do I do now absolutely awful feel sick thinking about it so um, <laughs> I'm trying to just bury that memory by making new memories with it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's called The Woolly Mammoth. I live in the folds of a woolly mammoth. It is very warm and I am no longer afraid of lions. Although I have had to give up my passion for pottery and starting fires. He does not know my true identity a mouse. I have told him I am his soul in a mouse suit. And until he works out why he has subconsciously manifested me in this way, I will not leave. I think he knows that I am lying, but he is probably lonely. He is the last woolly mammoth on earth and is going grey. When he dies, I think that I will clone him, but say that he is smaller because I love him, but can only look into one of his eyes at a time. That is incredible. Thank you so much. That's all right. That's powerful. <laughs> you, I mean, it's just about a mammoth. Yeah. Let's not look too much into it. That's no, but it's <laughs> beautiful. Um, I once uh, forgot the words to a poem during a gig and it was up in Edinburgh me and Chris were doing our joint show loads and I had a rare solo gig and, yeah. and you know Chris came to support and we bumped into someone in the street who said oh I love your poems are you doing any gigs here and I said yeah didn't mind just found the corner um so I started this but I hadn't done a solo gig for so long just forgot the words halfway through and did that thing where I sort of asked the audience and out of nowhere a voice came with the next line of the poem. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've reached peak level of poetry fame, where I don't even need to know my own poems. People are just sort of shout it out. Like Robbie Williams. Yeah, exactly like Robbie Williams, my good friend Robbie. And <laughs> afterwards I said to Chris, that's so amazing that that fan happened to be there, who knew the words. And Chris just sort of had to break it to me gently that it wasn't a fan and it was him. And he was just sort of looking after my back. It's just giving you a prompt. Yeah, it turns out it's not, it's not really being famous, it's just bringing your friend along because you're unreliable as a performer. But, <laughs> you know, it was a real roller coaster, but it was, it was a good time. But I bet that felt good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded if anyone had shouted the next line to me. Yeah. Nobody did. Um, so I would like to be friends. Are you up for it? Yes, let's be friends. Fantastic. So I've got a sort of friendship test. Okay. Um, so our names both begin with H. It does. They so do. I thought I would just sort of name a category and we'll both say something beginning with H in it. And if we say the okay. same thing, it's sort of proof that we should be friends. Okay. Pressure. Okay. So what is your second favourite animal beginning with H after three? One, two, three. Horse. Hedgehog. Oh. Yeah. I What's your... First favourite animal beginning with H, hedgehog. Probably hedgehog, yeah. Yeah, because hedgehog is my first and second, so that's why. That's okay. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. 
Um, favorite depth? One, two, three, hummus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only one I could think of. Favorite paste? Uh, one, two, three, harissa. Pine? Okay. I just saw some harissa paste earlier. Paste? What? Like toothpaste? Or harissa paste. It really uh, adds a little bit of spice to a sort of Moroccan tagine, if you, if you fancy it. I'll get you some. That could be like a friendship gift. Mm. No. Um, not a fan of that. Okay. And then what would you say your top three skills were outside of poems? What, beginning with H? No, it doesn't have to begin with H this time. Hula dancing, hip hop, <laughs> and hieroglyphics. That's, Thank you. Uh, that's really good. I was going to say hopping, actually. I'm really good at hopping. hopping. I'm not so good at the hopping. Okay. Um, but you can be, that's okay. Yeah. And then between us, we've got it covered. Also, can I ask, when you do these um, Instagram lives, who do you look at? Do you look at yourself or do you look at the person you're talking to? Same with like Skype, because I look at myself. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, but then do you check back to yourself? Uh, I think, I'm I fascinated think... with my own vanity. Is I just can't stop looking at myself. I think when... <laughs> I think when I'm performing, I look at myself because I need to, right. need to do that. And it's yeah. the first two intents to just perform at you. No, but I think it's that. I think with, when, with the chat, I'm happy to talk to you. But I did a school sort of workshop today with like 12 students. Oh, wow. And I only looked at the tiny version of me in the bottom corner because I, I just didn't want to look at any of them. So I think it varies. Okay, I'm just, I'm trying to work out. I look at both, but I'm like, do some people just not look at themselves? Because if so, maybe I should sort that out. Occasionally I'll stare straight at the actual, like, tiny little camera. Oh, bit. see, I rarely, so I'm doing that now and it feels weird. Yeah. But it, it, I feel like you're looking at me more, even though you're going through the camera. I've got a new poem. Shut up for it. Please. I, uh, I did it a bit last week, but it wasn't finished. And so now it's proper new. And there's a line in it that I took out, which was, I bought myself a keytar. It's fun and red and shiny. The impact it's had on my life is relatively tiny. And I've had to take that out because it's actually having quite a big impact on my life. So that's sort sure. of behind the scenes process. But this is a poem about uh, a toilet seat. Cool. So I got a new uh, toilet seat. In a pandemic, that was your priority? No, no it's not a priority. But... The old one broke. Oh, okay, fair. So I uh, had to get a new one. But it made me question why it hadn't been a priority for the last two years. Because okay. when we got, when we moved in, our toilet broke. And the person, like, bought a new one. No questions asked about what a preference might be. And so just put on quite a, in hindsight, bad toilet seat. And now I've got a good one. It's, it's, it's just I'm trying to sort of spread some, some advice on how people can improve their lives during this time. Um, I'm really interested. When people say be kind to yourself, they are remiss to tell you how. It's more an overarching vibe than something grounded in the now. For me, the secret isn't yoga or a mindfulness retreat. If you want to practice self-care, buy yourself a toilet seat. You see, a toilet's more than just a place to empty your intestines. It's a safe space. It's a haven. It's something to invest in. It's where I have my best ideas. It's where I catch up on the news. A pith a wheeze, a poof a knees, I'll later share with you. 
No matter how stressful my day, I'll take a moment to compose. And during lockdown, it's the only space where I can be alone. So I'm all for scented candles, but for something more concrete. If you truly need some me time, buy yourself a toilet seat. I considered glow in the dark for midnight trips without the light on. I looked for one with fish in it, then thought those fish would end up frightened. Instead, it's graphite grey, MDF, soft closing with a hinge, like a sensei bidding you farewell once you have done your thing. It is amazing. It's revolutionised working from home. In that moment, I'm Khaleesi sitting on my own throne. So the next time that you've been well behaved and you deserve a treat, remember chocolate melts and flowers die. Just buy a toilet seat. Think of how much you'd spend on sofas and which one you would use more. Although, of course, it's less kosher to ask to try out in store. And sure, it's very revealed the price and I feel like I lose the audience. While £60 might seem a lot to go and spend a penny, use it a mere 6,000 times, you've made it back already. So if you think it's not considered or it's just an impulse buy, I guarantee you this decision is one I'll sit with my whole life. It's not something you'll find on Instagram, apart from now, or in a pithy tweet. But if you truly give a damn, then buy yourself a toilet seat. And this bit I thought would be sort of euphoric with everyone kind of joining in at home. Uh, So do you really need that spa day or that holiday in Crete? You don't have to find out the hard way. Buy yourself a toilet seat. A toilet seat. (laughs) If you think comfort comes from thread counts on Egyptian cotton sheets, you can save yourself the effort. Buy yourself a toilet seat. It doesn't matter if you're renting, you can take it when you leave. If your mental health needs mending, buy yourself a toilet seat. So I will shout it from the rooftops. I will say it on repeat. Why not say it like you mean it? Buy yourself a toilet seat. It's very good poem. I do have some strong questions concerning the £60. Sure. Far away. (laughs) Well, firstly, I'd like to point out that I did a judgmental face when you said it was £60. And um, I literally cannot judge you because I spent £22, 22 pence on an email psychic reading during lockdown. So yeah, what what am I doing judging you for that? I have foregone three email psychic readings exactly. just so I can afford this toilet seat. You can be seat. so enlightened as what's about to happen. It's just really nice. Is it great? It is, yeah, it's a bit great. No, great. Sorry, that's oh, me. Not... It is great. Great and great. Great and great. Square. Okay. <laughs> How much would you spend on a toilet seat, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, I know we said we'd be friends, but this is... Too soon? <laughs> Might be too soon. I don't think I've ever bought one. Dan Thompson says, can you plug a really important charity? He absolutely can. Is that for building toilets in... I, I hope so. I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the link for the podcast I and should, I will I do some I guess what charity is <laughs> <laughs> it's with worlds and toilets um, also toilet based uh, goodness I want to shout out who gives a crap because they uh, do very good toilet roll and do it 48 at a time so I was stopped buying toilet roll before it was been on this necessary um, how much I would say I would spend like 20 quid on a Lucy but I don't know I don't know what the going rate is no I think yeah I think 20 will be all right. Would you like to do something new? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, that sounded really dismissive. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'm I'm really lucky at the moment because I was meant to be spending this time that is now lockdown time 
writing my new or my first collection so that's that's like great because it means I just stay inside (laughs) that was the plan anyway and yeah so I got funding from Arts Council and I've been working with Caroline Bird which has been like really really brilliant as like she's been helping me so this is yeah this is one of the new ones and it's sort of the sort of theme of the collection even though it's still in progress is um lots of things basically about hospitals and health and disability and stuff um which is stuff that I've like talked about on stage as well so mate mate honestly I'm breathing with three lungs I've learned a new taste. I've noticed another number on the face of my watch. There's better lighting in my dreams. I can feel a new smoothness to my teeth, a new kick in my boots. I can see the other blue in the sky now. I understand why ants work in teams. Mate, it was off the charts. I had a record player in my room, played slow hip hop. I danced, mate. I danced on the bed. The nurse moved it up and down to the beat, like up, 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 and then down when it dropped. Mate, I'm going to write a show with costumes and a band. Mate, mate, I'm going to paint watercolours of the call button. They will be the size of stamps, white canvas, tiny orange circle, thousands of them, mate. I can't wait to get started. I'm going to find that fabric they use for the gowns, recover my notebooks, my shoes, the handles of my cutlery, What's that? No, no, no. They discharged me. Yeah, I'm headed home right now, calling you from the car. What? (laughs) No, mate. (laughs) Of course not. It's a tin can. I've got one hand on the wheel, the window's open, the string is tight, and the other can is trailing in the road. Incredible. Incredible. Um, Thank you so much. That's all right. What, um, do you know what your book's going to be called? Is it too soon? Oh, yes. Wait, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm really bad at titles in general, so it's probably going to be um, one of the last things that I, I try to work out. Um, the reason why I ask is, you, did you do a show called To Hell and Back? Oh, yeah, To Hell and Back and what? Well, my website is What the Helen and Helen Highwater is my second show. Yeah. So I would argue that you're very good at titles because I oh. very much enjoy all of those puns. Thank you. I think I'm just very good at getting my name into the <laughs> <laughs> Part of the challenge. That's all you have to take away from this. I can't stop looking at myself and I love having my own name in this. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. I am now not looking at you or myself because I'm getting <laughs> the next poem up on the screen. Yes. Um, so, My Something Borrowed, a few weeks ago, I really annoyingly said, I've got news that I can't talk about yet, but I will be able to by the time it's out as a podcast. Then they emailed and said, it's going to be about a month before you can say anything. <laughs> so I just sounded like a bit of a dick. But the news is that there's a collection of poems called Poems for a Pandemic that is mostly written by NHS staff and they've got some poets involved as well. Uh, and one of my poems is going to be in it alongside uh, a poem by Holly McNeese that I showed recently and a poem by Erin Bolands, who was on the first episode of this podcast. And she oh, yes. shared this poem as part of it. 
So in a glorious moment of cyclical nature, I'm going to share Erin's poem for my Something Borrowed uh, that's going to be in this poem for a pandemic. Uh, and all of the proceeds go to NHS charities. And it, like reading through it, it's, it's just amazing. It kind of looks at the frontline stuff as well as just the wider world around it. So shout out to that. And also oh, gives me an excuse to read this poem, which I really, really love. And it's one I've held on to sort of throughout lockdown. And it's called Miss Pandemic 2020. You do not have to be productive. You are not a dairy cow or a field of wheat. Nothing will grind to a halt if you do not take up the ukulele, learn Spanish, learn to crochet, master Pilates. This is not a competition. There will be no Miss Pandemic 2020. You cannot get a sash out of this. You cannot win a crisis. Only hold each second like you might hold a hand and think, what can I do with you? And you, and you. Before long, you will have collected a minute. Minute collecting is my new hobby. I'm practicing a lot. I'm trying to do it as carefully and slowly as possible. And when I cry, I use the minutes I've collected to keep myself up. I look around those minutes and see what lives there and, st- and then I start again. Everything has changed. It is okay for this not to feel like a holiday. It's not a holiday. We are scared of air. I tried to do yoga yesterday, but instead swore at the screen and had a coffee and that's okay. That's really good, mate. Shout out to Erin. Yeah. Friend of the show. It's so true though, like hopefully it's changing now, but I think definitely at the beginning there is so there is so much pressure on what you're doing. And yeah, that line, um, we're scared of the air. This is not holiday, we're scared of the air. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I I'm gonna confess I got the keytar quite early on in lockdown and didn't touch it for about six weeks. And so now I've just about got it out of this box. That was my sort of breakdown moment. That's, I think that's okay. <laughs> but look at it now, coming into it. Like, look at you now. Really look learned. how you started this. <laughs> we'll be talking about this for years to come. I hope so. This will be what people remember. Um, I think so. Have you got something borrowed? I do. <laughs> um, so this is by um, Russell Edson, and it's called The Taxi. And it's a, a prose poem that, because um, when I was talking to Caroline about writing and stuff I was a bit like oh I don't really know like where the like line is between like prose and a prose poem and and like she was like well it's just prose that has the feel of a poem with it so it's not like it's like it's just got that overwhelming feel of a poem and she sent me this one and I can't pretend that I understand it <laughs> like like on an intellectual level but it stayed with me like it's just stayed in my head, so I'm reading it. But don't ask me for like a creative writing analysis of what's going on because I don't know. Um, it's called The Taxi. One night in the dark, I phone for a taxi. Immediately, a taxi crashes through the wall. Never mind that my room is on the third floor or that the yellow driver is really a cluster of canaries arranged in the shape of a driver who flutters apart streaming from the windows of the taxi in yellow fountains. Realising that I am in the midst of something splendid, I reach for the phone and cancel the taxi. 
all the canaries flow back into the taxi and assemble themselves into a cluster shaped like a man. The taxi backs through the wall and the wall repairs, but I cannot stop what is happening. I'm already reaching for the phone to call a taxi, which is already beginning to crash through the wall with its yellow driver already beginning to flutter apart. Come on. I mean... I just, the image, just like, like I, I always really drawn to stuff about like being, like a feeling of being stuck or stuff or something like that. And it's something that I've like written about before. Or like being feeling like you're in this sort of circle that you can't quite get out of for whatever reason. So obviously that part of it appeals to me. But there's so much in there. But I just sort of keep getting this the image that you paint. So yeah, I thought I'd read it. Yeah, yeah Edson. Great. Cracking in it. Yeah. Thanks very much. Wait. Um, my something blue. Uh, well. I I put out a lovely video about wanting to hug people and someone commented on it saying that I looked weaker than normal and they were worried about me. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I'm grateful that that is a novelty to just be insulted by people half around the world. Um, but you were very kind and sort of said, that's a really rubbish thing to happen. Um, and so as a reference to that, I found this poem, which is just a sort of, it's, it's quite, it's a poem about my knees and how how good they are. So it's just to kind of set up body positivity to kind of put me back on track. Um, and I wrote it because I, well, I hung out for a weekend with Holly McNeish and Vanessa Cazile, who are two of my favorite poets and just very fun people. And we had this dream that we'd like become sort of like a poetry pop group type thing and write some group poems and it would be you know, it would change people's lives. And one idea was we'd all, you know, because people are, we have to be so negative about ourselves the whole time. So we were all going to pick like one part of our body we were really happy with because Holly's got really good shoulders. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I'll talk about my knees. Um, and then it didn't really work and we just sort of hung out. But I have now got a pump about my knees. And the reason right. why it fits with something blue is because my bike is blue. And I use my knees to ride my bike. I have incredible knees. Such is the legend of my knees that bees use these as a point of comparison. When insects come across a particularly great leaf or piece of dirt, they turn to one another and say, now this is the Harry's knees. I have incredible knees. Such is the appeal of my knees that any day wild away in long shorts with a slight breeze runs the risk of becoming what I can only describe as a 1954 Marilyn Monroe style photo opportunity. I just have incredible knees. Sometimes when I walk along, I will catch their reflection in a shop window or a puddle or the tear-filled eyes of a passerby and think, you know what? Yes. Each time a stranger sees my knees, they fight the urge to seize my knees. Campaigns are made to free my knees. When I die, they might freeze my knees. Neo was so sick of love songs till he saw my knee. <laughs> my knees make your knees weak at the knees. For my knees, your knees get down on one knee. They ask my knee to join your knees in holy matrimony. My knees had wait and seize. My knees can be a bit of a tease. Such is the stress levels where my kneecaps lock that to sufficiently express it, you would need caps lock. 
Academics have proposed theses to make my knees a protected species. My knees said they don't need protecting. Thank you. They do as they please. I just have incredible knees. Websites discuss conspiracy theories about whether there exists a miracle knee gene or if it is more akin to gin or genies. If you had these three wishes, would you wish for these knees? Yes, please. You cannot synthesize what lies between my shins and thighs. I've met insurance companies concerned that I might bump my knees. They said that they could cover me. I said, your love don't come for free. Don't ask my knees to bend and snap. You know, my knees don't bend like that. One time I tried to use these knees to stunt double George Clooney's knees. But a few seconds through these scenes, he asked to reconvene. He said they were upstaging him. I tended to agree. I just have incredible knees. I just have incredible knees. Thank you very much. Just that was brilliant. tackling all the issues. Thank you. Heavy stuff. <laughs> it is, you know. I'm I'm very excited for your something, Blue. Yes. Um, so this is a um I guess they were a collective from the early two thousands. Yeah. Um it's it's the boy band blue and um i'm gonna do just because it's really on my heart at the moment i'm gonna do a dramatic reading of uh, their signature song all rise fantastic um and when you mentioned you might do this uh i was very excited about a keytar and that's actually the only the one other song that i can do so if if you let me play you in with the harmonica preset on the guitar. Um, I will rise for it out of respect, and then I will, I will let you do the dramatic reading. Your honor, Please, you've got to believe what I say. What I will tell happened just the other day. I must confess, cause I've had about enough. I need your help, got to make this here thing stop. Baby, I swear I'll tell the truth about all the things we used to do. And if you thought you had me fooled, I'm telling you now, objection overruled. Oh, baby, one for the money and the free rides. It's two for the lies that you denied. All rise. All rise. Three for the calls you've been making. It's four for the times you've been faking. All rise, I'm going to tell it to your face. All rise, I rest my case. You're on the stand with your back against the wall. Nowhere to run and nobody you can call. Oh no, I just can't wait. Now the case is open wide. You'll try to pray, but the jury will decide. Baby, I swear I'll tell the truth about all the things we used to do. And if you thought you had me fooled, I'm telling you now, objection overruled, oh baby. One for the money and the free rights. It's two for the lies that you denied. 
Always. Always. Three for the calls you've been making. It's four for the times you've been faking. All rise, I'm going to tell it to your face. All rise, I rest my case. So step back, because you don't know this cat. I know deep down that you don't want me to react. I lay low, leaving all my options open. The decision of the jury has not been spoken. Step in my house, you find that your stuff has gone. But in reality, to whom does the stuff belong? I bring you into court to preach my order. And you know that you overstepped the border. Aha. Uh -huh. One for the money and the free rides. It's two for the lies that you denied. Always. Always. Three for the calls you've been making. It's four for the times you've been faking. All rise. I'm going to tell it to your face. All rise. I rest my case. That's powerful. Thank you. I really appreciated the use of whom. That, that was a nice... In reality, to whom does the stuff belong? <laughs> It's a key question and asked with such grammatical care. There's so much deep meaning to it as well. You know, there's the metaphor of the court. Yeah. Um, who's standing up? What's rising? Well, it's all rising, some would say. The sea levels. Everything rising. The sea levels are rising. The tension. In between the lines that I think people don't give Blue the credit for. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, you know, when you say you didn't want to give an analysis of the taxi poem, I think, mm. I think it feels like you're, you're well qualified for this one, though. Yeah, this one, thought. I feel that I understand and I feel that I see, I see behind what everyone else sees, you know? Yeah. Have you I thought feel... of sending this one back to sort of Caroline Bird as a sort of another option of a prose poem? Well, it's funny you say this because <laughs> when I was in year nine, we had to do an anthology of poems, um, like come up and write and stick our favourite poems into this big book and make it look beautiful. And I genuinely used um, James Blunt's Goodbye My Love. <laughs> Not only that, but I then took the option to read it in front of the whole class as a dramatic reading completely seriously because I really thought the lyrics had something to them. So... So this isn't your first dramatic reading rodeo? It's not at all, mate. I hope that was clear. Yeah, um, I, I assume the quality so. Of it. But it's, it's good to know that <laughs> it wasn't just a fluke. That's amazing. No, yeah. It's not my first rodeo. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for your time, for your insights, for your poems, and for, oh, I should have stopped at three, just for, for your friendship. That is now... Yeah, because we're friends now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I, I took back best friends because there's some, some people in, in the comments who felt very protective over, over that. Yeah, you yeah. are going to have to get them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um... But, we can be but friends, you know, it's a lucky position to have. So yeah. I'm very, very appreciative. What's your website? It's got Helen in it. I know that much. What, what the Helen? And my Instagram is what 
Helen's, not what the lens, which makes me sound like a <laughs> glasses specialist. <laughs> well, again, that's a valid backup. Thank you for having me on. Honestly, it's so, so fun. So fun indeed. Thank you so much to Helen. Thank you to you for listening. Shout out to Dan Thompson, who was in the comments on his birthday. And just thank you so much for being a part of this. I love doing these. Um, I will say there is a link in the bio to many things, including surprisingly a toilet charity, which deserves your attention. And also a link to my Kofi page, where if you want to donate, I will give some of that to the guest and try and fund myself in these unusual times. But otherwise, I hope you have an enjoyable day slash week slash life. And I will see you next week for the next episode of Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed by Harry Baker. To all of my friends who are watching right now, thank you so much for being here. I'm in a good mood and you can't guarantee that these days